welcome to 10 with Zen with your host, Helen Woodward. Our guest today is Patrick Otley O'Connor, and today we're talking about well-being. And I want to put this in some context from some data from Education Support. Their annual survey of over 3,000 education staff in 2022 showed that over half of staff have actively sought to change or leave their current jobs, citing workload as a main factor. And 59% have considered leaving the sector in the past academic year due to pressures on their mental health and well-being. So, Patrick, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Nice to be here. Patrick, you've been the head of two schools and an exec head of schools needing support for over 18 years and a total of 35 years, therefore, in the classroom. You're based in Rochdale and you and Mel have five boys between you. So you've had a busy work life and a large family to look after. And I know you're a well-being advocate, a supermodel, as you like to call yourself. So why is well-being really important to you? Um, I love my job and I've, 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 I've been blessed with a, a great career. I've, I've really enjoyed my time in education. And I think a big part of that is I had some good coaching when I was younger and some good mentors younger who, who talked about this thing called well-being. Long before we started talking about well-being, I think it felt a bit of a soft option in times gone by. And you didn't talk about mental health at all yeah. until maybe 10 years ago, we've started talking really about mental health. But I, I got managed to get myself into some really good habits around the things that we do. And, 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 and actually, the, the tongue-in-cheek phrase about being a well-being supermodel I, I use, it is, it is for effect because it puts a smile on people's faces. But Of course. But there's some truth behind it in that if we believe that everyday habits become the culture that we want within our schools and a culture of care and mental health and well-being, then if, we want, if I want my staff to look after themselves and look after each other so we can make the biggest difference to the children, I must model that and actually self-care, self-love is not selfish. And actually there's within education, because we, we serve people, we, we look after the children. And actually that can quite often be people will uh, sacrifice their own mental health and well-being as a result of that. So for me, it's an absolute top priority that we do look after ourselves so we can actually then look after and look out for each other so we can make the biggest difference to the children. If you like the old oxygen mask analogy, uh, put your own mask on before helping others. It, it feels counterintuitive, but actually research suggests it makes us more productive uh, and, and actually happier. And, and actually, I've enjoyed a long and sustainable career. And that's the, the thing. I, talk, I talk quite often talk to young teachers on the uh, part of the degree courses about how to create a long, sustainable career. And I use that, look after yourself first before helping others so we can make the biggest difference. I work with head teachers and executive teachers and CEOs about coaching use exactly the same line i think it's just that important you're clearly somebody who takes care of yourself and i know your own fitness is really important to you you're very aware that once you're in that position you're in a much better situation to be caring for others but there's also that really important point about leaders modeling to other people and it's almost through that modeling that we give other people permission to take care of their own well-being and mental health so there's three really important things in there there's also a very big point there as a, as a, as a male, as a man, uh, and, and, and one of the things with that, as a white, straight, non-disabled man, and we tend to rule the world, I do things around trying to break that within diversity, equity, and inclusion, but many men struggle with this. There's a very toxic masculinity around as well. So the modeling is just not about well-being, it's about well-being, a more progressive version of masculinity. 
in terms of the way we care for ourselves, modeling vulnerability, being able to talk openly about when we need help and support, not as a sign of weakness, but as a sign of strength. That's part of that definition for me. Yeah, that's really helpful to hear. And and you're right, because 20 years ago, we weren't talking about this. We weren't talking about well-being, certainly the issues that you're talking about now, about how men feel they can self-care. They just weren't on the table, really. So, So what are the everyday practices that we can all include that help us have regular well-being habits that you would advocate? Okay, I'm going to talk just one specific methodology I use every day. Um, the uh, head teacher called Martin Rea, who uh, works down in the south, he introduced or coined the term teacher five a day for me. It comes from the NHS uh, five ways to well-being. And I'll go through those to uh, not to patronise or patronise as Melanie calls it, but to, to take you through those processes. And the five things are, if it, the idea is if we do at least one of these a day, we're doing something to care for ourselves. So exercise is an obvious one. If we exercise, that's good for us. Uh, and, and that just may be taking the stairs rather than the lift. It may be wearing your smartwatch and doing your 10,000 steps or w- whatever it is you do. Or it could be those regular workouts that get your heart rate up, which are, are more beneficial. Number one is making sure we build those regularly into our weekly routine so they become habitual. Uh, noticing the things around us. This is probably the one I really struggled with the most as a, as a, as a, as a younger leader in that I always thought mindfulness was a little bit tree-huggery or whatever word you want to use. And I didn't get that idea, but now, I, now I've bought into it. I, I, things like in autumn when the leaves are falling off, when, when, when the leaves are a beautiful colour, I've noticed them changing and uh, there's a wind forecast for the weekend. I'll put a tweet out saying, if you've not looked at the trees, look now or you're going to miss it. And there's so many people that have just had their head down in the car in the dark and missed it. And, and, and we do that with our children growing up. We go to swimming lessons and mark on our knees. We, we you know, for whatever activity you do in those things. One of my biggest tools I use about and meet people tend to know me on Twitter for is my tortoise hurricane. Now, pets are great because you can just sit and just notice a pet. So me coming home, getting out of my suit, putting shorts or jeans on and just going laying down in the garden with hurricane when he's not hibernating. It's just so nice for me just to watch and relax and empty my brain one two three minutes it doesn't take a long time to do that so the mindfulness and noticing things the next one i would say is learning something new the small things every day every day is a school day as we talk about in our house we're always trying to learn something new and that that keeps us alive and keeps it looks after our well-being staying connected isolation being one of the biggest issues that we face in mental health issues but staying connected and that's building your own personal and professional learning networks, however you do that, really important. And finally, volunteering and supporting others. Me talking to you today, I'm giving something, it's good for my well-being, so thank you very much. Now, each one of those, I do a tweet, 365 days a year, at least one tweet a day, which shows where I've done something to support my mental health and well-being. So today, it might very well be this conversation, hashtag volunteer, teacher five a day, that I talk about. So that's the modeling as well. I'm showing other leaders this is what I do, as well as making me look after myself as well. So some very, very simple, everyday, small, practical things. It sometimes takes a big decision and then those small steps to make it happen. 
I don't know if that's enough detail for you. Plenty of detail. It's great because there's a really clear framework there that you've talked about. We really love the five ways to well-being. That's something that we've talked about a lot at Zen and we've posted about it and we've got some lovely infographics that one of our team has done. And um, so that's really helpful, Patrick. Thank you. So let me ask you, you've you've been a successful head teacher, but there must have been some tough times. I know you love your job and I see it in your face when we talk, but you know, there must have been some really tough times. So what helped you? through the tough times i've had some absolute nightmares and made some humdingers of mistakes along the way as you do because we all do as we go forwards of course um i i do like being in a i like bringing order to chaos that's just where i like to place myself but that does put stresses on us and and for me anchoring myself in my five ways to well-being anchoring myself and that includes my family that includes my friends it includes the hobbies and things that i have making sure I have those things planned in as well. We wouldn't dream of starting a new term and not have a plan for what we're going to teach. Yet we arrive at holidays quite often without a plan of what we're going to do. Even if that plan is, I'm doing nothing. The plan is not to have a plan. For me, we, we quite often, the, the old adage of uh, you fail to plan and you plan to fail. I, I think what's helped me is putting those things in place and actually not putting my oxygen mask on when things are going bad. But actually putting my oxygen mask on every day, going through that routine and that drill. So when I need it, I know I can do that. And if I know I've got a particularly tough time coming, have those things put in place. Because, of course, the Ofsted call comes in. <gasps> you deal with that. But there are certain things I do during that period of time that will support me to be able to do my job well. Or we suck those things up for that short period of time. It's a sustained period of time of pressure if we're not looking after ourselves, that the problems really come. Okay, that's that's really interesting. So it's actually the practice and the regular practice that supports you and sustains you through those difficult times. It's, it's the, a culture of care. It's a culture of self-care. Everyday habits create culture. Nice. I'm going to go for a bonus question today because I, I feel I know you well enough to do that, Patrick. Go for it. Supposing we were talking with somebody, supposing somebody was listening who who just knew right now that they – you know, perhaps they haven't even got to the place where they can call it burnout, but actually, you know, their heart races, they're not sleeping well at night because they're spinning through their, their head, everything that's happened, what they're going to do tomorrow when they're, they're actually not in a great space and they're kind of going, well, I just haven't got time to do those things. Where can they start? First of all, well done for recognizing you're in trouble because we quite often are in that boiling pot and don't recognize that we're in trouble and we, we, we start to melt down and, and, and burn out. So well done. I would say there are, in Headship, there are a variety of wonderful organizations out there doing things. The organizations that you obviously you're involved with through Head Teacher Chat and through, through Zen, et cetera. Mm. Um, the, an organization we set up called Heads Up for Head Teachers, which was really, I'm paraphrasing what it was done for now, I suppose, but for those who were falling off or being pushed off that leadership cliff, but they can reach out to confidential space. Headrest is another great organization that does it. Yeah. You talked about education support and that wonderful piece of their, their teacher wellbeing index that's just been published at the moment. The confidential support that's in there is reach out and speak to somebody. There are, there are many people that we can speak to uh, that, 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 uh, that do it for their own wellbeing. Hashtag volunteer. We put ourselves, and there are many people who, who pay back in that way are able to do so at a variety of levels. And starting that conversation just to unpick where you are and see where you are, that sometimes means people need to step off for a period of time. Sometimes just being connected and going, 
and realising they're not on their own is enough to continue putting those things into people's routines. I'd recommend everybody as a coach proactively. So again, we talked about the person who's at that position. Reach out, it's not too late. But actually, as soon as you realise, somebody's listening to this now and thinking, well, actually, I have been feeling a bit stressed. I have been feeling a bit, we're talking a bit. Reach out then. Don't wait until it gets to the the, the burnout, the, the uh, stitching time, as my mum says. I'll explain for the younger viewers. You know, if we recognise that stitch one or two and start a conversation, it's it's easier to get help. But if you wait until stitch nine, when things are ripped and torn and broken and you're at despair, there's still things we can do to support, to help, to, to go. So I think it's seeing it and owning it and, and being part of the solution is uh, is absolutely what we should do. Okay, that's really helpful. And you've mentioned three really useful organisations there. Heads up for headship, headrest, actually for head teacher chat, and also education support. So they're all offering support to head teachers. And absolutely, it starts with recognising and reaching out for some help. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today on 10 with Zen. It's been brilliant to talk with you. Yeah, thank you. It's been great to be here. And I said, great for my well-being as well. That's lovely. Thank you. For our listeners, thank you all for joining us again on 10 with Zen. 10 with Zen is brought to you by Zen Educate. Zen Educate's online platform puts you in control of supply and recruitment. To receive 50% off your first day booked with Zen, just DM us on Twitter at Zen Educate and quote 10 with Zen. Thanks for listening.